Hello and welcome to another episode of our weekly revolutionary podcast. This is Pastor Tito Sotolongo, your podcast pastor, as well as pastor of Tabernacle of God dot church where my job is to help you find faith in Christ and to help you follow through with your life. And one of the areas that is has impacted me the most in helping me to follow Jesus is learning how to do honestly something that I feel embarrassed that it took me this long to start to do and figure out and that's to honor the sabbath day so many of us have just lost this idea of the importance of what it is and why we need to do it despite the fact that it is still and it has made it on god's top 10 list and so listen it has made a major impact in my life and i can't wait to share this week why you need to sabbath and then next week how to do it so i'm so excited i don't want to talk anymore let's just go and here we go what i wanted to share today what god put in my heart today i've been wanting to share for a few years now and in fact i had this kind of schedule to do last year and as of november you know god said no 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 not yet and uh we're gonna start a series that i've been i've, I've been so excited to share we're doing it today three weeks it's called rhythms how to find rest for your soul i know right now all of our life rhythms have been thrown off and now they're starting to come back and we're starting to get now new rhythms and stuff which is awesome but what i want to do to to start today is I want to read you a little story. Ready? All right, time to curl up. It's story time with Pastor Tito. Here we go. Story time with Pastor Tito. The report submitted to the government of Japan simply called him Mr. A to protect his identity. So let's call him Mr. Asako. He had worked for several years at a major Japanese snack food processing company, often putting in as many as 110 hours each week. Just to put that into perspective, that's more than two and a half, that's more than two and a half 40-hour work weeks jammed into one week. To log 110 hours in a week requires working nearly 16 hours per day for seven days. He did, he did that week after week, year after year. They found Mr. Asako dead at his workstation, the victim of a heart attack. He was 34. Welcome to church. All right, so welcome to church, everybody. Now, I know that might be, yo, where is he going with this? All right, listen, first off, that story came out from a book by Pastor Robert Morris called Take the Day Off. Look, I even came matchy-matchy today for that reason. All right, and, and a little bit of what I wanted to share over the next two weeks, because today is a part one of a part two kind of a thing. And this book talks a lot about it, so I highly recommend Take the Day Off by Pastor Robert Morris. In fact, a lot of the message today was inspired by something he had said recently, but I have been living this this for a few years now. And I'm telling you, there is not one thing. I really tried. I was like, can I find one thing over the last four years that has impacted my life more than what I'm going to share over the next two weeks? And I could not. And so I'm excited to share that. Now, why did I share that story with you? Because here's, here's why, all right? Have you ever, has somebody ever asked you the question, how are you doing? And you replied by this. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm good busy, but good. You ever said that? You ever said that to anybody, right? Um, how you doing? I'm good. Busy, but good. Why do we say that? Like, I was honestly thinking, why do we say we're busy? I think a little bit, like, I've done that. I think a little bit is, uh, is just being honest, like, because how many times have you ever told somebody, 
how you doing? I'm good. But deep down, you're crying inside, but you don't want to put your business out there, right? This is not time for that kind of a deep dive conversation. So you just say good to keep people at a distance. But when we ever say busy, right? That's like us at least letting out and being a little honest, right? And I said, look, yeah, life is good. I'm a little overwhelmed in a couple areas here and there, but <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, right? And so I think we do that for maybe to, it feels good to be a little honest. You know, I almost think when somebody says, I'm good, busy, but good, it's almost like a sign of help me. I don't know, like, huh, there's too much going on. But then some of us say, oh, I'm busy, bro. I'm doing this. I just did that. I did this at work. I'm over here all here. And I'm boom, 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 right? We say all of these things like if being busy is a badge of honor. It's not. Being busy is not a badge of honor. And I learned that the hard way. Because here's like Mr. Asako in this story, which by the way was true. Let me tell you, I realized I came to a point a couple years ago. I was so busy doing, I didn't realize how well I was doing. And I wasn't. I was so busy doing, I didn't realize how I was doing physically, emotionally, mentally. And I was too busy to stop because there's a lot. There's so many things. And I, and I know it. Life is just constantly demanding of our attention and our, of our time. So you got family, even more. I understand. But I need you to know that if you don't have a rhythm of rest in your life, if you don't have a rhythm of rest, you are going to be robbed of rest and you can be robbed of the rest of your life. That happened to Mr. Osako. That almost happened to me. And I know that's happening to people all around the world. In fact, when, when uh, God had given me that one statement, I said, listen, bro, you, you're so busy doing, you don't realize how you're doing. And another statement that when I, I hit that wall, God told me was, listen, if you are no good to anyone, if you are not doing good. I'm no good to my wife if I'm not doing good. I'm no good to certain people if I'm not. So I had to prioritize something. I had no rhythm of rest. And that's what we're going to talk about today and next week. Because without the rhythm of rest, you and I can be robbed of rest and robbed of the rest of our lives. And that's why God has given us a gift. And the gift is called the Sabbath. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about why you need to Sabbath. That's all I'm going to talk about today. Next, next Sunday, we're going to talk about how you can Sabbath. So if this is interesting, I invite you to check back next week. So here's the Sabbath. All right, so what is it? Some of you might know if you're a Christian, if you've read the Bible, you went to school, or not went to school, but you went to, you know, uh, Sunday school, right? Or back in the day, you probably have heard of the Sabbath day. In fact, it's a big deal. It's such a big deal to God that it made God's top 10 list. I want you to check it out, which is the point number one. Why do you need a Sabbath? Here's point number one is it's a commandment. Why should you Sabbath? God made it a commandment. So let's read that commandment. Exodus 20 verses eight and 11. We're going to put it on the screen so you guys can read it. Here we go. Here's what God says to Moses as he's getting ready to break this down. He says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. For you are to labor six days and, on, and do all of your work. But on the seventh day, it's a Sabbath to the Lord, your God. You must, do, you must not do any work. You, your son, your daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock, or the resident alien, whoever's living in the town, none of y'all, who is within the city gates. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the seas and everything in six days. But he rested on the seventh Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. 
So guys, point one, why should you Sabbath? Look, let me break it down. It's a commandment, all right? Number one, it's a commandment. Three things in this amazing statement. Number one, do you know, this is fun facts. Some of y'all are gonna care, some of y'all might not, but I think this is interesting. Number one, do you know that in the Bible, this is true, all right? Look it up. The Bible, the first thing that was ever declared to be holy was not God. In the book of Genesis chapter two, the first thing ever declared to be holy in the Bible was the Sabbath day. First thing, God declared the first thing in the Bible to declare holy is a Sabbath. Number two, do you see the, you know, the, the commandment, right? We read that commandment a minute ago. That is the longest commandment. Do you know that? That is the longest commandment out of the 10. Why is it the longest commandment? Because I feel like that would be the one that you and I would rationalize the most. I'm like, look, I, I got something to do. I'm busy. I'm like, look, listen, but you say, no, but hold on, God. I was like, no, listen up, all right? And this is the longest commandment. Now, which is funny because also, uh, you don't have to put it up on the screen, but I want you to check it out. Do you know that it's the only commandment that says the word remember in it? God doesn't say, remember to honor your mom and dad. Nope, just said do it. Hey, remember not to steal. Remember not to kill. Wow, wow, wow. I almost forgot that. Thank you, Jesus. I I'm, 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 forgot I was close, man. I got a little, whew, I got a little heated a minute ago. I forgot. I had to remember. Don't kill this guy. All right. None of those. The only commandment that we, that God said, remember, is the Sabbath day commandment. Isn't that weird? The only one he says to remember is that one. Why? Because it's the one that you and I are going to be most prone to forget. Because life gets busy. We got to do a lot here and there, this and that. God says, remember. And I think it's funny because, let's be honest, Christians, I'm going to poll you now. Because look, I took me the longest. I'm with you on this one. Up until four years ago, this one commandment is the one that I thought was, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't kill. Whatever. Okay, bet. Got it. In, in, you know, makes sense. Don't worship other idols. Okay, cool. Remember the Sabbath day. Uh, I go to church once a week. Does that count? No. Do you know that going to church, what you're doing right now, has nothing to do with the Sabbath? It could, but it's not the point. Going, remembering the Sabbath day is not remembering, I got to go to church. It's not it at all. I got to wake up. It's online service, whatever. None of it. This is bigger than that. And God, it is such a big deal. God said, listen, why do you need a Sabbath? Number one, I'm going to make it a commandment. Number two, why? God made it a commandment because it's serious if you break it. And this is the one, let's be honest, that's why I asked you a minute ago, how many of us have ever said, oh, I'm busy, right? I'm good, but busy, but good. Listen, this one commandment out of the 10 is the one that we all brag that we break right? We brag about the fact that, oh yeah, man, I got this going on. I got that going on, right? Hashtag no days off, right? You know, hustle, right? That, that's what it is, right? No days off, you know, let's go. We brag about breaking this commandment, but the thing is, this is serious. When we break this commandment, like all other ones, we break ourselves against it. We break ourselves. We end up broken, Listen, this is serious. The damaging effects of without the right kind of rhythm of rest, we break ourselves. In fact, here's another fun fact. Ready? This one's interesting. In point number two, I have Numbers 15, 32 through 36. And the reason why I brought that up is because some people don't know this because it's not in the top 10 commandment there. God added it. Do you know that there's four things in the Bible, four things in the Mosaic law that had a death penalty to it? Four. Guess which one was one? If you break this commandment, death upon you. You die right now. Break the Sabbath day. 
You break the Sabbath day law, death to you. And that's, that might sound weird, especially if you read Numbers chapter 15, verse 32 and 36. That's the first time on record somebody broke the commandment, the Sabbath day commandment in the Bible. Guess what he was doing on the Sabbath day? Picking up sticks. And they stoned a guy for picking up sticks on the Sabbath. Some of y'all watching and be like, that's messed up, God. I don't get it. What if the guy was hungry? What if he needed to do something? What if he wanted to, you know, I don't know, he was cold. Look, it was out of God's mercy and love and grace that he had to reenact and had to fulfill that law and to come through as much as I guarantee you to hurt it, it broke his heart. Why? That sounds messed up. But listen, if that one would have gotten off, right? It's like you and I, if we've ever had mom and dad said, hey, don't do this or else. And then you do it and nothing happened. Right, you're gonna do it again, right? Who's like, and somebody else is gonna, you know, hop on that. Let's go. That's what happens. This is the first time on record. So, uh, no, it's a death penalty if you break the if you break the commandment. So they had to fulfill it. Now, why does it have a death command? Why did it have a death penalty? Listen, it because it's serious. There's only there's four things. The four things that have a death commandment or death. I'm sorry, death penalty in the in the Mosaic law was because these four things, when you do it, bring instant death, destruction, and damage to relationships, to people, to society. Now you may think, well, what's the big deal about not taking one day off out of seven? Uh, why don't you ask Mr. Asako? Okay, he didn't have a rhythm of rest. He did not. And this is me, guys. I did not have a rhythm of rest. I worked seven days a week, and I justified almost all of it because, hey, much of it was working at a Christian school and being a pastor. You know, hey, this is good. This is allowed. I had no days off, and I brought death, destruction, and damage to my relationships, to my body, to my mind. I was 30-something in my early 30s and felt horrible. I could, did not sleep well at night. My relationship with Alicia, or my wife, was not good. It, my, my job performances horrible i mean it was because i all i did was grind and i ended up ground up into power you know into powder pretty much listen there's a death penalty to this because when you ignore this commandment you bring death destruction and damage to your life and to your relationships god made it a commandment god put that stipulation on it because it's serious but at the same time, I know it sounds super gloomy, right? But hold on, but there's some positives. Here's the one, another reason, point three. Why should you Sabbath? Not only because it's a commandment, not only because it's serious. Point three is it's a witness. It's a witness. In fact, he says it, God says it in Exodus 31, 16 and 17, that the Sabbath is supposed to be a sign. That when the nations ask you, whoa, hold on, this whole country shuts down one day a week? Y'all weird. Why do y'all do that? Well, let me tell you why. It's because our God liberated us from Egypt and it gave, it was a weird thing to do, but it gave everyone an opportunity to be able to say, well, why? Because we have a covenant relationship with God. And so when the kids would say to mom, mom, why aren't we cooking today? Why are we doing certain things that we always do? Well, because, listen, we have a covenant relationship with God, and here's why we do it. Not so we don't die, not like that. It's because so we can live. It's so we can have life. And, and, and it's an amazing story. But listen, I'm telling you now, I, <laughs> I don't have the time to tell you. But listen, when I mean that it's a witness, here's what I mean, that when you begin to honor the Sabbath day, you will witness God move in your life. When you honor the Sabbath, you will see God provide and to work in your life. Why? Because he said he would do it. He says, if you guys take one day off, 
out of the whole week. I'm going to provide. Watch. I'm going to take care of you guys. I'm going to take care of you guys. You can take a break and relax and enjoy life. I'm going to take care of you. Do you know what else is in the Bible that has that promise and stipulation? I need all y'all to hear me, especially, look, some of y'all TGZ family, the, the ones that we have scattered here in this place, and everybody online. If you've been here long enough in TGC, you know that here we preach the tithe. Tithing is something we believe in. Is tithing is something that we talk about all the time. Tithing is something that God said. And we don't do it because we're money hungry. Nope. It's not because we want something from you. It's because God wants something for you. And what's the tithe? Tithe means you give 10% of your income at a minimum. You're giving 10% of your income. And you're investing it into the kingdom of God so that others can enter into the kingdom of God. So in this case, we tithe to the church. So to be able to invest in what we're doing so more lives and the community can be impacted. Impacted, more lives can be transformed, right? And why do we tithe? God says, hey, if you give me 10% of your income, put it in the system, all right? Put it in the kingdom of God. I'm going to bless the remaining 90, and I'm going to provide for you, rebuke the devourer, all those stuff that, hey, if you're a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. And what God is saying, listen, and we believe it here, that God, 90% of our income with God's blessing will go further than 100% of my income in my hands without God's blessing. Y'all hear me? Y'all feel me on that one? So if you're a believer in the tithe, then you ought to believe in the Sabbath. Because the to Sabbath is to tithe your time. That's what that means. It means in the same way that not all your money is your money. Listen, not all your time is your time. There's, a, there's time that God asks of you. And, and this is a moment when you give God that one day a week, you're telling God, I trust you to provide. And I do it not because I have to, but because I want to. It's because I believe that I can do more in six days of work with God's blessing than I can do in seven days without God's blessing. Listen, I am a testimony. I can tell you. When I started the Sabbath three years ago, everything, I've seen God move in so many different ways in my health. I have, you know, I have not gotten sick in three years and that's nothing to say. I mean, there's other things that I've done, you know, putting a rhythm of, of exercise and taking care of myself. But I, I guarantee it. I know it's not just that. Because I have not gotten sick in three years. Now, me or Alicia, as we've been implementing this, the second we do, our marriage has never been better when we started implementing this. Our, our relationship with the kids have gotten better. My creativity as a pastor and what I'm doing and the messages I'm bringing has gotten better. I've been more productive at work. I am literally doing more, accomplishing more with less time than what I was doing when I was working seven days a week. And it's not because of me. It's because of God. And some people, you know, y'all know, some of y'all know that I graduated with a master's uh, recently, right before COVID blew up. And, uh, and I, I graduated with a 4.0. And I'm not saying that to brag because, listen, I graduated USF with a 2.8. Okay, I graduated USF with a 2.8. I am not that quick. I am not. It takes me a little bit to get stuff. And I was able to do a 15-month degree in 12 months. And was, I mean, read, I don't know, probably like 30-something books in that span. Had to write thousands of words every single day. Never missed a date night every week with my wife. Hung out with my kids. Still preached, all right? Still locked that down. Still fulfilled everything I needed to do with my other job, meaning this one. Oh, by the way, I taught a couple, you know, a couple of weeks at a homeschool co-op. Did it all. Got straight A's for the first time in my life. And I did it, and I never missed a Sabbath day that whole week, that whole year. 
I never missed one. And all of that, that was a witness. So listen, when you Sabbath, you will witness God do amazing things in your life. I've seen it. Never sleep better than I do now. All right. When you honor the Sabbath, you will witness God's hand in your life. And then you will be, you now can testify and you can give witness to God's hand in your life. That's what this is for. And in the end, guys, I, in, at the end, I want you to know, here's point, last, last point. Why should you Sabbath? Because can't you tell by now? This one's the easiest one. It's a blessing. It's supposed to be a blessing to your life. When you Sabbath, it's, it will be a blessing because God wants to bless you. God wants you to understand. It doesn't mean that nothing bad will ever happen. It just means because to be blessed, let's just figure this out. What I'm telling you right now is being blessed doesn't mean you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and all that all the time. That's not what that means. It just means blessed means that God's hand is active in your life. God's hand is active in your life. That's what the blessings of God mean. That there could be a storm all around you, but God is there in the midst of it. That's what it means to be blessed. This is supposed to be a blessing. Let me, let me tell you, it's not supposed to be a burden. And that's why I'm going to talk about, I just got to spend some time next week because when people start to say, okay, I got it. I want a Sabbath. How do I do it? Okay, I'm going to talk about that later because everyone starts to freak out. Wait, am I breaking the Sabbath law? You know, is this, is this allowed? Is this not allowed? Oh my gosh, this is too much, right? And so I know some people, they make it to be a burden, but it's not. It's supposed to be a blessing. That's why in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, Jesus says this statement. Because, uh, by the way, Jesus used to get told off all the time. He used to break the Sabbath accordingly, apparently, all the time. And here... What happens, Jesus says, the one time he does it again, he says, listen, the Sabbath was made for man. Man wasn't made for the Sabbath. It's like one of those cool statements that, uh, you know, maybe doesn't make sense. Let me tell you what that means. When it says that the Sabbath was made for man, Jesus said this, not man for the Sabbath. It's because saying, listen, the Sabbath is a gift for you. The Sabbath was made for man. The Sabbath is a gift for mankind. God didn't make man to follow another rule. Y'all follow me on that? God didn't make you to follow rules. No, God gave you this gift of the Sabbath to be a blessing, to be a blessing. And so, guys, that's why this whole point, and by the way, let me give you the application. All right, this is going to be easy today. Next week, we'll talk about how to do it. I'm going to challenge you over the next seven days, maybe it could be next Sunday, pick one day where you and your family are going to do less than you normally do. Okay, and if you don't know what to do, let me just give you a basic. We'll go details next Sunday. Do you know what Sabbath literally means in the Hebrew? Stop. That's it. Not complicated. Sabbath means stop. So, hey, if you, if you have to look at your emails all week, all right, one, just stop for one day. You know, maybe stop making, stop doing, stop consuming. Just stop. Just do whatever. Just stop for a little bit. And y'all just slow down for one day a week. Stop. That's it. And, and another way to say that is to really catch your breath. And so do you guys know in, in the book of Genesis, if you've ever read it, we see God making, again, the Sabbath. He says it. I made the whole world in six days. On the seventh day, I rested. You know what God was doing for six days? Speaking the world into existence. For six days, God was doing nothing but... Don't worry, nobody here, you ain't gonna catch nothing, all right? And Rona ain't gonna catch you on this breath, don't worry. And so look, so literally for six days, God was doing for six whole days. And do you know what day seven looked like? Here's day six, one through six. Day seven. Day seven. 
Now, he wasn't gassed. God wasn't tired, but God wanted to have that moment when I know I've done it. You ever cut, cut the lawn and you just look for a second? I'm like, feels good. Looks good. Looks good. Right? Some of y'all know Alicia does it when she cooks a meal and just looks at it and be like, I just got to take it in for a minute. I'm pretty good. Wow. Okay. Right? And so that's what that means, right? To, to Sabbath just isn't just mean to... It doesn't mean be bored. It just means just catch your breath. Catch your breath. Catch your breath for a moment. That's, that's literally what it means, and I, I love this detail. Do you, guys know, do you guys know what mankind's, talking about the Sabbath was made for man? Do you guys know what mankind's first day on earth was, according to Moses, according to the Bible? Man's first day on earth was a Sabbath day rest. God made man on day six. Day six, and says, all right, you need to, you know, take dominion of the world, multiply, do all that stuff. But before you do that, hey, it's day seven. Uh, Let's take a break. Let me enjoy you. Enjoy me. Let's enjoy everything I've done real quick. Before Adam and Eve got started, they stopped. They rested, and they enjoyed a relationship with their God. First thing that they did. Guys, listen, it's important that you and I stop. Because if we don't learn how to stop, you know what? I've heard a pastor say this. You know that sickness can be your Sabbath? Sickness can be, you can be, if you don't take time to stop and to pause, you can get sick and that sickness will then force you to stop. Now, I'm not telling you, hey, break the Sabbath day and Rona on you. That's not it, all right? You're not going to catch COVID if you don't just stop, okay? Like, I'm not saying that, but I'm just being honest. If you don't know when to stop, something is going to, you're going to break yourselves against this, guys. Sabbath is important and we need to guard it. We need to schedule it. And again, why should we rest? Because listen, I'm telling you now, hell is bent on robbing you of not only of the rest of your life, not only is hell bent right now on robbing you of eternity, but hell is bent on robbing you of any kind of rest that you can experience also here on this earth. It matters. And if you don't take a day off, do you know that there's one point in the Bible that God says, you robbed me? Could you imagine Jack and Jesus, right? Could you imagine just doing that and you robbed God? I'm like, wait, when did we rob you? He was talking about the tithe. Like he said, listen, if you don't tithe, it's like you're robbing from me because that doesn't belong to you. That's mine, bro. And I'm trying to bless you. Why? He says, and remember, the tithe is the Sabbath. Do you guys know that you can rob God if you don't take a break? You can rob God if you don't Sabbath. And what am I saying? Why am I saying rob God? Because you are robbing God of an opportunity to move in your life. You are robbing God of an opportunity to bless your life. You're robbing God of an opportunity to spend time with you because he loves you. So don't rob God. And listen, don't rob yourself. Don't rob yourself of God's hand in your life. Listen, you can do more in six days with God's blessing than you can ever imagine in seven days without it. You don't believe me? Ask Chick-fil-A. Ask Chick-fil-A. How is Chick-fil-A outselling every one of these fast food restaurants and not one of them is open 24 hours a day and not one of them is open seven days a week? How are they just whooping the competition? Oh, they Sabbath. I know I'm not the only one who's gotten disappointed heading over to Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, realizing and remembering, it's closed. Okay? Listen, that's a witness. It's a testimony. And God wants you to experience that in your life. And here's really the bottom line. I'm going to end with this. Here's the bottom line. When you stop to rest one day a week, 
by faith. Booch takes faith. We're going to talk about that next week. When you stop to rest by faith one day a week, God will reinforce your faith every single day of the week. I'm, I'm going to get a little closer. I don't think y'all, y'all heard me. All right, here we go. Ready? Lean in on this one. Okay, you got me? Camera guy got me? Right here. Lean in. Watch me. When you stop to rest by faith one day a week, God will reinforce your faith every other day of the week. Do not rob yourself of intimacy and encountering God in a unique way. None of us, this is a kind of rest that we can't achieve it. You can't hustle your way to this kind of blessing. You can't grind your way to a closer relationship with God. You don't. You can't achieve this kind of rest. You can only receive it. You and I need it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, you know, Jesus needed it. You know that Jesus would take naps from time to time as a human being. He modeled this. We need to learn when to stop. And it's important because when we stop to rest by faith one day a week, we will see God reinforce our faith every single day of the week. If we keep going and we keep going, guys, we can break ourselves. And that's not what God wants. You know, there's an epidemic, talking talk about epidemic pandemic uh, of sleeplessness. There's a lot of people in our country today in America that just can't sleep. They're, they're, they're restless, like their minds are constantly going, and they don't know when to shut it off because they're just grinding all the time. They don't know when to pause, when to stop. They don't, no one knows how to be bored anymore because we're so busy. We're so busy. And if we're busy, we're broken. Listen, I was driving my car one time. And I had a bad alignment problem, okay? And, uh, I mean, it was bad. And, you know, if I let it go, whew, that, that car just, I had to keep it locked all the whole time. And I'm driving with a bad alignment, and here's what happened. Uh, I'm driving, and I, it got so bad. The alignment got so bad that at the point where I would hit 40 or 50, the whole car is just trembling, just a the whole thing, bad, super bad. But you know what? I was like, look, I'm busy. I can't go to the shop. I can't go to the shop. I would make excuses, make excuses, make excuses. I can't go to the shop. I have to keep going. I have to keep going. I mean, the whole car just violently shaking. So one day I'm like, all right, I got to go to the shop. Fine, whatever. I made, I made, I went there. Hey, I need an alignment problem. I got an alignment problem. Can you fix it? And they went to lift up the thing. And when they went to unscrew the bolts on the tire, they were like, whoa. Yo, come here real quick. And they brought me in. Look at this. They took all the screws off. It was shaking so violently, the, the wheels were coming apart. If I would have waited one more day and I would have hit the veteran, I pro- the wheels would have popped off me going 70. Could you imagine? Because I, I couldn't stop. I was too busy. I was making an excuse. I was making an excuse to keep going. I can't. Listen, no more excuses. You and I, listen, when we go too far, we start to come apart physically, mentally, emotionally. We all need to go to the mechanic of our souls, and that's Jesus. He's the only one that can know how to put things back together. And when I'm now, you can totally take one day off and do nothing religious, and it's going to bless your life because God made you to have that kind of a rhythm. You can find a little bit more rest. You can sleep a little better. You can feel good. That's fine. But listen, I'm, I'm talking about more than just finding rest for your soul that you can sleep better at night, which is part of it. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about a kind of rest, an exp- a kind of peace that you won't realize how restless you actually are until you experience the peace that comes when you find rest in Christ. You know what that peace is called in the Bible? It's called shalom. Shalom is this peace that means total alignment. Your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit aligned with your heavenly father. 
We can't do that ourselves. We can't self-diagnose. This ain't no do-it-yourself project. You got to go to the manufacturer. You got to go to your God. You got to go to your heavenly father. That's what Sabbath is all about. It's to learn to stop. It's to realize I have limitations. I can't do it all. And it's a reminder says, God, I depend on you. I need you. I hope you are excited to take a day off. And not just take a day off, but give God this day. Because when you give God one day a week of your time, man, I'm telling you, I've seen him do so much in my life. And I want to see him do the same in yours. So I want you to think about that. And maybe you might be wondering, all right, Pastor, how do I do that? Okay, don't stress it. Today, the goal was understanding and having a desire why should should you take a day off next sunday we're going to dive in a little deeper on exactly how to do it so but at least let me give you a little tip all right just for one day don't do anything that drains your life do things for one day that refreshes you that rejuvenates you and helps you connect better with god that's spending time with friends and family whatever it is do it just don't do sin all right just don't do anything that's going to compromise your sin in relationship with god i'm sorry so just take a day off give it to god and i can't wait to join you next week as we continue on to see just how me and my wife alicia we've been applying it how god expects expects us to do it and we're going to see again greater impact a greater moving god because when you stop to take a day off and rest in faith one day a week i believe that you will start to see God move and reinforce your faith every single day of the week. And that's what it means to be a revolutionary. If you want to make a difference in this world, you got to let God make a difference in your world, in your life. And when he does, watch out. So guys, God bless you. I'll see you next week as we continue our series on taking a day off and the Sabbath. <laughs>